Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, a top star has been pulled from All In and more changes could be coming soon. Indeed, we've got an update on Cash Wheeler's status for All In. We've got a report on WWE staff doom and gloom. And there's a major update on Dakota Kai's WWE status. Yeah, wow, I'm Andy. I'm Michael. And this is the news. That sounded quite condescending. I really like Dakota Kai and we'll talk about that later on. But first, Uh let's start with All In. Got the stadium in the background, all of that stuff. Um, So... Another wrestler has been pulled from All In. Is that the right way of putting it? Has anyone been pulled so far? No, we had Danielson ruled out, obviously, hater pack, people who were injured. Yeah. I don't know. Ray Phoenix is probably off the show. Uh, This was reported by Fightful Select last night, uh, and it follows some comments from Tony Khan in the pre-show media conference, the the, the conference call thing he does for every show, uh, noting that Phoenix is no longer in the stadium stampede match. Fightful reported that while this hasn't been confirmed, um, they believe the issues are travel or visa related. So if that's the case, there's absolutely nothing you can do about that. Um, Now, Phoenix was due to team with Penta, Best Friend, Orange Cassidy and Eddie Kingston in the stadium stampede. It's understood that AEW will explain this on TV. You'd imagine they'll come up with some kind of storyline, but it's not currently clear if they'll just alter the match or get a replacement you'd imagine right and this is just me speculating you would just get rid of one of the mystery partners for the bcc and make it five on five right the simplest thing because who could you yeah. put, who could you put on that side that would make sense maybe like a tommy she he's aligned with chaos <laughs> eh? just like best friends and orange cassidy uh wishful thinking on my behalf but yeah there you go and uh, now tony khan did comment on on changes during the media's gimmick yesterday Um, he said he expects more changes I'll read the quote I expect more changes Uh, they were not changes I wanted or had planned to make there will probably be some changes to the card necessitated by things happening in the real world Uh, stuff that in some cases is nobody's fault but stuff that is not related to to wrestling and he noted as well that with possible card changes he doesn't expect them to impact the show's quality but uh, with some of them he he hasn't even had a week's notice on them Mm -hmm. so like, if he has to do that, that's quite understandable. Um, sounds like we're going to get something, perhaps, on Dynamite, um, which is unideal. But, I mean, I can't really think of many major AEW pay-per-views, right, that haven't had at least one weird thing that has prompted a big change. You can go all the way back to, like, John Moxley getting MRSA way back yeah. in the day. And they've, they've had to deal with a lot of circumstances like this. Um, at this point, to me, the card looks pretty final but if he has to change stuff we got a problem yeah um complete speculation on my part it's interesting to me that 
they've done the press conference on the Tuesday before Dynamite rather than the Thursday afterwards, as yeah. is tradition. It does make me feel like these comments, because he's mentioned, obviously, it's not just Ray Phoenix, there could be others. Yeah. Prepping you for a Dynamite where changes will be made rather than the Dynamite present the changes and then having the press conference explaining them. Like, the, I wonder if that's a choice. I wonder if mm -hmm. currently, you know, he's not revealed any names there, but, you know, the, the quote... It doesn't sound promising, does it, in terms no. of like it, Phoenix just being the only one? You know, we're going to talk about another potential thing in a second that's still a little bit up in the air. Um, yeah, like I wonder how much this is strategic at this point to try and get, uh, not completely on top of it, but across it a little bit so that Dynamite tonight, if indeed there are changes to be made that appear on television, they're not going to feel quite as much out of nowhere yeah. on a TV show. And if so, that's a good move because, like, if you hadn't, if the report about Phoenix, for example, hadn't come out, right? Yeah. And obviously, Fightful and The Observer reported on it as well. Um, if that hadn't come out and it was just suddenly changed, immense backlash. Injury angle or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, people were like, what the hell are you doing? Now you know. Yeah. So it's good to get ahead of these things. He did say as well that, that he would talk about why people were off the show mm -hmm. after the card. So things will become apparent. Um, Sucks that we're not getting people like Danielson on the show. Hater for me is the big loss yeah. because it's like she's the best UK wrestler in AEW for me. I mean, Pac as well, obviously, right? Mm. But like in terms of like her push and stuff, it was all going so great. And it would have been really sick to see her healthy for Wembley and beat up Tony Storm or Hikaru Shida and take the title back. Whatever, whatever. We're not going to get that because she's quite badly injured. So... Uh, but let us know down in the comment section below what you think about uh, all in the changes, everything else. Uh, yeah, it's a typical AEW pay-per-view, man. We have to change a thousand... It's like the original Forbidden Door. We have to change millions of things before we finally get there. Although not, apparently, in one of the big dream matches at All In. Because as of right now, and again, mm. Dynamite and everything could still change, um, Cash Wheeler is still expected to be at All In. Um, that's the exact word used by Justin Brasso of Sports Illustrated. Very reliable, typically. Um, he says that he's expected to be at All In uh, London this Sunday. Um, obviously, all of this is following last Friday's breaking news. Um, about the arrest for the aggregated assault with a firearm. Um, this had led to a lot of questions, not just about um, Wheeler's status within AEW, but just ability to enter the country and all of the sort of the legal issues surrounding that sort of thing. Um, this was followed up uh, with Tony Khan yesterday in the media conference. It was the first question that was asked. It was Phil Strum from Under the Ring who uh, asked if his involvement was in any doubt. Tony Khan said he couldn't comment on the specifics of Siegel situation, calling it, quote, an inconclusive situation. Yeah. And then the Brasso comments came after the fact. So again, um, you know, we don't know anything until we know something, but Dynamite could show that up or yeah. rule him out entirely. But this report is something, I think. I do believe that if... Um, you know, with, it, with the Young Bucks and FTR being one of the biggest matches, I believe if there was more information, like with the Phoenix one, mm -hmm. Tony Khan probably would have suggested it or maybe peppered it in yeah. here and then. You know, again, it's still speculative at this point. He's not had his uh, passport uh, surrendered. Uh, surrendered? Or take it off. He can yeah. still travel legally. The, you know, for anybody that I don't imagine anybody missed the news, but like from the story as it originally broke, you know, the arrest was uh, the incident was on the 27th of July. Yes. Um, it was a road raid incident where Daniel Wheeler is alleged, Daniel Cash Wheeler is alleged to have uh, waved a semi automatic handgun uh, in front of another driver. Um, and then the warrant was issued the very same day. He was charged with a third degree felony. So all of this only came out on Friday because that was when he was being arraigned and the Orlando Sentinel had it all. So, you know, there's probably been longer in the background as well to deal with some of this stuff than the, the three or four know. days we've all been aware of it. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe Dynamite will reveal more. But as of right now, 
as uh, per Justin Brasso, expected yeah. to be there. Well, per the recent reporting, nobody knew. Uh, ah. Nobody knew. We we did. We talked about this yesterday on okay. the news a little bit. There was a report from House of Wrestling. I uh, noted that Tony Khan, Dax Harwood, and CM Punk at least were. The, the belief was they they did not know about this until it kind of came out. Uh, actually, Nick Houseman wrote. Uh, the, the some higher ups he spoke to in AEW when he asked them about it Nick was informing them that it had happened like they didn't know so it's a crazy situation uh, I think from a wrestling standpoint which is we're a wrestling channel that's how we look at these uh, we can't give you an opinion on the court case but like from a wrestling standpoint that match would be the one that most that a lot of people would point towards as the best thing on the card mm-hmm. losing it would be a major blow um there you go. There's there's questions you can raise about should it still happen? Legally, it can still happen, we've learned. Uh, it's up for AEW to decide. And uh, yeah, that's about the extent I have on this story, really. I don't want to dive into someone's legal problems. They should be noted as well that they are announced for, FTR, announced for Dynamite tonight with a, a segment with the Young Bucks. Yeah. So, I don't know, like maybe it's too easy to suggest that you wouldn't promote that unless you knew you had to make changes. Mm. So maybe this is one not to worry about in contrast to the Phoenix ones and, and other stuff. Yeah, Who there knows? we go. Uh, hey, listen, let's move on to the next one. That was an awkward transition, but we're going <laughs> to do it anyway. Let's talk about some WWE stories here. i got a PW Insider Elite backstage report talking about uh, some anxieties among staff at the moment, office staff in mm. WWE. Doom and gloom is the vibe that's uh, apparently going around certain departments and stuff ahead of WWE's acquisition by Endeavor closing, which is expected to happen in late or mid-September. Um, apparently, uh, WWE employees expect job cuts when the UFC and WWE kind of merge under, what's it called? TKO Holdings Group, yeah. that new code they're forming. Uh, travel, accounting, and other office roles that aren't directly linked to production or working with wrestlers are anticipated to be those in line for potential cuts. Um, Endeavor expects to complete that that purchase soon. It was announced over just after WrestleMania weekend, the third of April, I believe it was. Vincent Amari, uh, Ari Emanuel on the on the TV doing the interviews, all mm-hmm. that stuff. You know the score. Um, PW Insider notes that the extent of any job cuts isn't known at this point, um, but office workers, some of them, are quietly looking for new positions ahead of ahead of rather than facing redundancy basically yeah. uh, which is fair uh, Nick Khan WWE CEO back in April did say um, that he expected some pretty aggressive his words cost cutting and that he would consider a 50 million dollar cut a really really conservative number so you can expect yeah they're good I mean they're gonna swing the axe by the sounds of things this is what happens in corporate mergers um, yeah. and my just like to look at this just a little bit the wrestling fan focus with stuff like this is to worry about the wrestlers and that's very understandable. Those are the people that you invest in. Those are the people you see on TV. Um, a job cut for someone who works in the office is just as brutal and just as devastating. Perhaps even more so in some cases. Um, if if people are more reliant on going salary to salary, you'd imagine that the majority of WWE office workers are not on comparable compensation to the people on television. Um, so it could potentially, you know... It, it, personally for them could be an even bigger deal in a, a sadder situation so it's what happens in corporate mergers uh we've both been worked for companies that yeah. have been acquired and it is an anxiety that goes through your head in situations like this there probably will be job cuts coming uh we will keep you up to date as and when they regrettably happen yeah like i've got tremendous sympathy for the people in the offices at the moment it's so strange as well because you know as you said in the last story we're a wrestling channel so typically where it'd be wrestling forward stories rather yes. than the back office 
you know, the sort of comings and goings. But it's so strange as well that there's kind of like two WWEs at the moment and it's this, it's the reality of a takeover, I guess. There's one WWE which has a load of fan buzz, like awesome WrestleMania sales, like Rolls and SmackDown's doing great guns. A tremendous business year, a relatively like satisfying creative year for the company. And then on the other side of the coin, you've got this uh, back office side where there's going to be potential massive job losses, a bloodletting based on those Nick Khan figures. This is not the days of the business being in the toilet and the water coolers being taken out yeah. in the mid-90s. Those two things just simply aren't connected anymore. It's the opposite. And it's just, it's sad that you can have all of this positivity around the business end of the company on one side, but it have this reverse effect almost for the people that you never see, the yeah. people that you never hear about, it's a shame. Yeah, it really is. And uh, immense sympathy for anyone who maybe uh, may end up in that situation. Of course, um, WWE is a profit revenue generating machine. They're more profitable now than ever before. And part of the way they will look to, to increase that is by cutting costs. Yeah. So that's probably what they're going to do, or Endeavor is going to do. I would yeah. say so. Yeah. Um, on to more slightly positive and on-screen notes, uh, we've got a bit of an update on Dakota Kai. Of course, she made her return um, at SummerSlam alongside EO Sky and Bailey and the celebrations of Damage Katarl and EO winning the title. Um, but we've got from PWI Insider Elite that she's not yet been cleared to return. Um, it was a very late decision that we reported on at the time that she was flown into SummerSlam to be part of EO celebrations. Um, and apparently that uh, the report notes that... Um, because that wasn't the original plan, uh, she wasn't also due to be back on the road, but plans have since changed. She will now be at, quote, every SmackDown TV taping. That's been borne out from the past two weeks where Damage Guitar have been doing that kind of takeover on the blue brand. Um, but yes, no um, news of when exactly she'll be good to go yet. Um, there was, of course, the uh, injury that she suffered back in May um, that ruled her out of television that moved Bailey and EO into their tag matches together into a singles feud against one another that too seems to have been parked now that Dakota is back um, but yeah ultimately she'll be as visible a presence as she always was if not part of the matches for the time being um, you know it was a, I think it was an ACL at the time um, which you know has seemingly been a bit of a curse upon half of WWE's women's division this year but we've seen some of the very lengthy layouts that, uh, that have, you know some people can play someone that have been on the injured list so maybe don't set your expectations too high for Dakota Kai's in return just yet but per this report expect to see her on television yeah and she can clearly walk around and stuff you yeah. know like uh, so it's it's seems fine for her to be in the building and mm -hmm. to participate in whatever level. I think that's just nice. Like, I think uh, involving people in the processes when they, even when they can't wrestle, is just a nice thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, for the longest time, like uh, a pet peeve of mine that WWE would do, they don't do this anymore, so I'm not criticizing them now. But like, as recently as a few years ago, if someone in a tag team was injured, for example, then that tag team partner would be screwed as well and they just wouldn't be on TV and they'd yes. out for ages and ages. Now, it's like we're getting to the point where it's like, hey, Dakota, can you fly? Can you travel? Can you do segments and stuff? Cool, come through, come through. Like, I, that's a nice thing to do. And I'm glad she's uh, able to stay involved in that way. And I'm looking forward to seeing her wrestle again. I got a fantasy booking for you. Mm. You put the women in war games um, and you announce that as Dakota Kai's exciting return. And then you do a redo of the NXT heel turn. Ooh, you barely you. leave the mini cage and then turn and Shh. slam the door on Dakota Kai's injury and re-injure her all knee. over again. That's a good yeah. idea, baby. That's that the best be. WWE war games match of all time, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Let, <laughs> us know. Let us know down below what you think. But yeah, that, whole, that was immaculate. That was yeah. the, the closest war games match they've done to the original like story-driven violent blueprint. Usually these WWE ones are Master Spot Fest, right? And that's fine. I like a Master Spot Fest, but it reminds 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Reminded me of the old ones. Was I, was, really cool. I was there for that, and people yeah. were screaming at the like the, the turn was so brutal. People absolutely yeah. screaming for Paul Tegan Knox. You could hear a wailing from the cheap seats. Informed by like the seven thousand yeah. knee injuries that poor Tegan Knox yeah. had over the years as well. Uh, let's move on to today's Twitter questions. Uh, the sorry YouTube community questions. Also, it's not even called Twitter anymore. What am I X. doing? X. Uh, <laughs> All right. I like doing that. After doing the X. <laughs> X gonna give it to you. Uh, <laughs> Lonely Luna has been on saying, Morning Legends, which WWE superstar do you guys feel should not go over to AEW or any other promotions in general? Take care, and I hope you enjoy watching All In at Wembley. Yeah, this is a twist on the usual format. Who should jump ship? Who shouldn't jump ship? I've got one for you straight away, LA Knight. He's perfect in where he is. Yeah. 100%. I am, I'm always sort of interested to see how people thrive, uh, or at least survive, in the different system. Like, we have a wrestling company now in AEW and we have a sports entertainment company and the differences between the two make it really interesting when people mm-hmm. go both ways at this point I'm starting to think Cody Rhodes for the longest time I kind of just forecast the two year deal the three year deal whatever backy bounces mm-hmm. and then to sort of like be able to pick up all the feuds for the world title he couldn't do the last time to do the dream matches that Tony Khan never got to with him in that first run I'm not sure I'm with it anymore yeah. like I'm loving WWE Cody too much the second he came out on the stage at Wrestlemania uh, when he made his return there was that feeling that everybody had of this is where he needs to yeah. be. I expected, what, a year and a half on to feel like, oh, well, he's done as much as he can do there. The bloom's off the rose. He's got to go back. I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. This has felt... The bloom is nowhere near off no, the rose. No, the bloom is not off the roads. And uh, it's just more magic than I ever imagined it could be. And I don't really want this feeling I get when Cody comes out to suddenly be surrounded by contract talks yeah. and all the real-life speculation. The real-life speculation, in truth, that has clouded much of AEW's mm-hmm outfacing product this year it's quite nice just being able to buy into Cody the character living his dream and like you know wanting to finish the story winning the belt that my dad never got it's gonna be good I kind of love it like I do earnestly I'm not not... he's had a perfect run yeah the injury's not perfect obviously but they made lemonade yeah yeah they made lemonade from it um yeah, I think that there's some good choices for sure. Like, Knight stuck out to me straight away. Uh, listen to how over he is just doing his silly mm-hmm. silly nonsense. It's great. It's great stuff across the board. Cody's a great shout as well. 
I would I wouldn't have said this a few years ago, but I'm gonna say Roman Reigns as well because a few years ago, maybe like 2015, 2016, I thought Roman Reigns was actually the most underrated wrestler on the planet yeah. because he was obviously reviled in his role, but the match quality was insane. Oh, I could get like absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, uh, like and. That really wasn't coming through in the appraisals of him enough. Now, I think with the way he's adapted... Look, I'm not saying that Roman Reigns isn't great, right? That's not the point at all. But he's adapted... His, he's completely different, wrestler-wise. Mm -hmm. It's more of a dramatic, big theatre, slow movements, fill the screen, WWE theatre style of wrestling that yeah. I'm not convinced would go over particularly well elsewhere. And he's the biggest star in the world in WWE, so why move? All right, then. Like, go ahead. Roman Reigns versus Kenny Omega. I mean, would, I want to see it. Would you want to watch it at WrestleMania or would you want to see it at Grand oh, Slam? Jeezy there you go, like, there's the setting. <laughs> where, like, which... Because I'm all about, like, seeing if the Elite could do it yeah. in WWE. I just think that'd be weird to look at. So I would pick WrestleMania as the stage, but I think other people might go... I think I would pick WrestleMania as well. Yeah. Because... I think that Kenny would be able to do enough of what Kenny... What makes him Kenny in AEW. Yes. Within the Roman format, and it'd be really interesting if Roman went over to AEW and and uh, utilized the style of match he currently has in WWE. I'm not convinced it gets over as well in that. I think company. He might be right. Yeah, I think he's a great fit for where he is. But let us know down below. What do you think? Uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of choices. Make us some match graphics. Yeah, do it. why not? <laughs> we love wacky match graphics. Our next one. This is a big question. Uh, comes to us today from Zero Miro, three two five five. Sorry, Zero Romero. Okay. I missed out two letters in the middle. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Uh, Mrs. or non-binary pals. Uh, hello there, Walt Culture Crew. Has the way you all watch wrestling uh, dif differed from the way you watched it as a kid? Uh, I'm curious because I always have fear of losing my love for wrestling if I decided to make an income out of it. Uh, how has your watching habits changed uh, a lot or not that much in terms of watching wrestling as a job? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, we've kind of answered it a few times before, but I always love bringing it up. Let's get your perspective to start. Not as much as you would think, but then I'm a freak. I've never switched. <laughs> I've never switched WWE off. There's this thing that people talk about, like going dark for a few years, you know. And it's like, for whatever reason, I just never did. I've got nothing else in my life, evidently. Like this is dream job stuff, and never let any of our complaints about booking or about the shows we do and don't like sort of ruin the fact that this is a privileged position that we're in. Um, no, I would struggle to fit things in on a commute around a job instead of being able to fit them in around this yeah. job and then talk about them. I love it just as much. Sometimes I love it more. And the opportunity that we have to go for this weekend, you know, for example, for All In, like the, the coverage and the, the ability to analyze, I think just allows my investment to deepen. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, personally, just personally. Every, I think everyone's going to have a different situation when it comes to this. For me, it's definitely, I've had periods of burnout. Mm. Uh, I've definitely had periods where it's like, oh, Wow, I've got to wake up and watch this show, but it's always tempered by it. Wow, I get to walk, wake up and watch this for a living. It's yeah. really nice and stuff. But like for me, periods of burnout are inevitable because I don't just watch the stuff I watch for work. Like I want to go and explore the Japanese indies and I want to go and watch some some CMLL. Like I want to enjoy stuff beyond the scope of this. But that can lead to a situation where you're spending like twelve hours a day watching wrestling, and it's like yeah. sometimes you, you just need. I need to disconnect a little bit personally. So like yeah, definitely have like an ebb and flow, and I have to be a bit more diligent and not just write a list of 20 matches I want to watch this weekend. Sometimes I have mm. to go, no, I need to preserve my energy a little bit. I'm going to go for a walk. And maybe <laughs> maybe if I still feel like doing it, I'll come back. But it's definitely tailored uh, how I consume wrestling in a lot of ways. 
in terms of like, like when I came into this job, I was hyper focused on, I need to have insight. I need to have specific criticisms and stuff. I want to make people try and view this stuff in a different way. That led to a point where I felt like I personally was getting to the point where I was overanalyzing things. And that was impacting my personal enjoyment to the state that I was just nitpicking things mm. uh, internally and going, oh God, what? the match was great, but he was wearing the wrong colored shoes. That's an extreme example. Over recent years, I've tried to let go of that stuff and uh, tried to engage with it more like I did when I was a kid. And I think that's helped me a lot. Um, but my job isn't as analytical as your job or Michael Sidgwick's job or, or Wilborn's job where you have to sit on the podcast for two hours a day and talk about it and pick it apart. Mine is I come on the channel, make a few funny noises and go away <laughs> and move on. So it's a great question I think, and I think everyone in this building would give you a different answer. That's the point, isn't it? I think like, yeah, and this would, you know, go to yourself or anybody that wants to sort of do this for a job or just take it from just being your hobby to something you can try and engage deeper with, like you'll find your own feeling with it. You'll find your own level with it where you're content with it. And when that sort of feels like it's tipping one way, just change it. Yeah, Like exactly. it's 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 going to be a completely individual experience. And I think, as you say, everyone will give you a slightly different answer and that should speak to your own. Don't worry though. Don't be scared of like diving deeper into it to cover because if you do find that it's... Like ruining your enjoyment or your experience could just pull back a little bit. Prioritise. Yeah. Yeah, prioritise to what you want the most, mm. basically. Uh, final question is from Daniel Lopez, who asks, uh, what up, my dudes? Simple question, what is your favourite era of wrestling? Mine's the NXT Black and Gold. Great oh. matches, great story, and females got a chance to shine. What's your favourite era of wrestling? Well... I know what Andrew Pollard's is. Is yours the same? I think it might be. No, like, <laughs> I, I would have honestly said, earnestly gone with, uh, like, 2014 to 2016 NXT. Mm -hmm. um, to go back to the last question, because I think that was almost where I left wrestling behind. Um, Dan, I've thought about this a lot over the years. Daniel Bryan's uh, D-push in 2013, WWE can tell you they were telling the story they weren't. The attempt to get him out of the title picture yeah. was almost too much for me. Um, I went to house shows around that time that was just an ugly experience and NXT hitting at exactly that mm -hmm. time basically kept me watching WWE. You know what I should have done? I should have gotten a New Japan sooner, but I didn't. It took me a bit longer. Um, so I would say that, but yeah, um, I think New Generation's gorgeous. I think the, mm -hmm. I think the work, it, now I will say it's not underrated anymore. It is being reappraised thanks to the likes of Punk and FTR and other people lionising Brett and WWE typically always lionising Shawn Michaels. I think you've got multiple reappraisals of that new generation. Many, many, many years ago, it was quite tough for someone like me to read criticisms of your Kevin Nash's and your Jeff Jarrett's so regularly. But people have gone back and looked and looked beyond the neon and the bin men and the clowns and seen all the great work. Like a transcendent period where nobody was watching, but if you were, you were rewarded. Yeah, absolutely. And... Uh... We've done some content on the new generation era as well. Like that's why I said mentioned Andrew Pollard because he's a huge fan too. Yeah, so, good uh, stuff. Like it's clearly something. It feeds that people... into '97 as well. People yeah. do talk very fondly about '1997. That kind of doesn't exist without some of the seeds planted in the new some generation. Screwy going yeah. on. Uh, and also, when you're not living in the moment, it's much easier to free yourself from the cynicism of little nitpicks that you maybe had back in the day yeah. and go, "Hey, actually." Age brings wisdom. All of that stuff. You're removed from it. It's all good. Um, I mean, for me, right. Attitude Era, I have to say that because that's when I was, I was 12, 13 years old. That for me, when you're in life, that's when your hobbies really become things that you either let go of or things that you take with you for the rest of your life. Mm. So I would be completely dishonest for all its flaws if I didn't say the Attitude Era, which was extremely important to me in my development as a wrestling fan. Uh, as someone like living through stuff, what is the era I have the most appreciation for uh, in terms of for memories and stuff. Mm. It's a uh, New Japan, like maybe 2013 to like 2018. Yeah. Um, when I discovered Tomohiro Ishii in Shibata uh, in the G1 Climax and moving on. In-ring standards, through the blooming roof. Uh, 
the rise of Okada, kind of Tanahashi, uh, biggest star in the world, he felt like, having saved the company from the horrors of Inokiism. Yeah. Um, for me, New Japan started to go off the... But, well, not off the boil, but wasn't as catered to my taste towards the like the Bullet Club Civil War stuff. It all got a bit too much American pro wrestling acting-y mm. uh, compared to what I like that company for. It kind for. of formed an American pro wrestling company, didn't it? It kind of so did, like that's, yeah. that's, why, that's why that kind of like, it was seeded in New Japan yeah. for that, wasn't it? Yeah. So, and to give a bit, like, so I've given you, I'll give you three perspectives. Childhood or adolescence, right? Adulthood, promotion I really love. I'll give you one that I've gone back to watch and fallen in love with retrospectively because mm. I wasn't born. Mid eighties, Jim Crockett Promotions, <laughs> brother. Those du- world world championship wrestling shows on the WC uh, on the WWE Network. I think they start at like October 20, uh, 1985 mm-hmm. and then they go through. Oh my god, they're so perfect! They're so incredible. Great squash matches, unbelievable promos. You will yeah. watch this show and you will see everyone cutting promos that put almost anyone in modern wrestling to shame. I love it. Match quality week to week. It's not quite there, but that's not why I watch them. Mm. So, there you go. That Tony Giovanni spaceship set. Oh, my God. Sight of yeah. so many classics, isn't it? So yeah. many great things like yeah. Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard killing it weekly, Ric Flair, obviously, Magnum TA before, you know, his situation. Like, he felt like the biggest guy in the room. There's just so many of them across the. Paul Jones' army, they were weird. <laughs> they were weird, but they were fun. There's all kinds of cool stuff. I am a huge fan of the Boogie Woogie Man as well, man. Let me tell you. Yeah. Look up the Boogie Woogie. He's rubbish, but he's amazing. Anyway, you know what else is amazing? This video right here. Thank you for watching that. Thank you for watching today, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 